Hi, church. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so my name is Gabriel. I'm part of the PACE team. And last week we were at South Padre Island in a mission trip. And we're going to show a video real quick with some of the highlights. And we're going to talk a lot about that. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, God is good. So the, the last picture, I think, there's the big group. So we were around 400 people there, I believe. 500? Yeah, 500. And that was the group that we joined from WT A&M and you, E. Tyler, something like that. And there's also a picture of Miriam with uh, two, two guys. She's not here. She's on kids, but she wrote, um, I'm going to read here. They both grew up in Catholic families, but never entered a personal relationship with Jesus. On this morning, they did after we talked around half an hour what the difference between religion and relationship is. And after she shared her testimony. One really cool thing about this is that she had a dream a couple weeks ago, which fitted perfectly to the dream of the one guy, so he could relate to it, and this was one of the reasons why he decided to step out of the dark darkness into the light. So that was during the pancake breakfast. And we also could see a little bit of the prayer room and the, the, the church, the Island Baptist Church that received us. So it was, it was a great weekend. It was a week. It was so good. And we want to thank the generosity of the church, all the prayers, and all the support, we couldn't go without you. And now we can see how great God moved. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Demonstrate. It was a great week. It was sometimes a little bit overwhelming, of course. Uh, being up until 3, 4 a.m., in my case, sharing the room with Ryan. But it's good. <laughs> Joke. If you are an introvert as me, to start conversation with strangers under alcohol and like all the noise, but God is good. And we heard a lot of times, it's not about us, right? It's not about us. And that can be applied in two moments. When everything goes really well and you share the gospel and the person accepts Jesus and cries and, and go and you say, oh, Jesus. And he says, it's not about you. But also, it's not about us when things don't go very well. You share the gospel and the person says, Thank you very much. See you. And, but that's good because the Bible says, My grace is all that you need, for my power is greatest when you are weak. So it's not by our power. It's not about us. Uh, our job is to turn the light on. Some will be attracted to the light, of course, but others will run from the light. But it's not about us. It tells about them. And I'm going to read the Scripture, if you want to open your Bible, in Matthew 25, verse 31 to 46. We also have here in the screen. But you can open your Bible, your phone, if you want to, to follow. I'm going to read. So, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed, 
by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. I needed... Okay. Then the righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to the eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. It ends pretty dramatic, and the message version says, uh, The king will say, whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. So, as I was processing the, the trip and everything, I God remind me of these verses and I, I really was like, God, what, what do you want to teach us from these days? And I, I, I heard about being intentional, being missional, to demonstrate the gospel, to open the eyes and to obey quickly. So we demonstrated the gospel in several ways during these days and I was part of some of those and I'm going to share a little bit. So we used to go during the day uh, doing something called fishing. We used to drive the vans and ask if people want to ride and we were driving in the Padre Boulevard and a golf cart flipped in front of us and then the whole traffic stops and people run there and put the, the, the cart back and it was two girls and a guy and the, one of the girls were was really hurt, uh, like a lot of blood and stuff. It's so graphic. So we pick her up, uh, take her to the family, and then take her to the fire department and take care of her. The girls talk to her, take her phone, and then text her after. So we demonstrate the gospel. We care of her. So there was, during the midnight pancakes that we, we saw there, some girls tell me, go, Gabriel, followed those girls and then I followed them and one random girl was beaten up like into a fight and something she was really hurt too I don't know I can't see blood I can't see and God sends me those things you know I see you Jesus and then she was awful and I, I take my baby wipes my hand sanitizer I was prepared and then we clean her and then they take her to the hotel and and then after that they I think they will, will go into investigation or something because her case was really bad. But they prayed with her and they took care of her. 
Um, we also encountered a lot of drunk people, of course, and we were supposed to pick up 12 guys, but then they canceled. And we are turning the van, and these guys like wandering with just one shoe and like don't, doesn't know where he goes. And then we we ask, "Do you want to ride?" And then he comes. We help him going in the van, and then he knows which hotel he is, so we take him to the hotel. But before we talk to him, he talks about his dad, how his dad was a Christian, but he died, and he doesn't understand that. And then we talk a lot. We pray with him. We we get his number. So the next day, I text him. Uh, he says, I didn't remember anything. I didn't remember how I got here. And it's like, oh, we, the vans, the church vans. And then he thanks a lot. We, we, I say, God has a plan for your life. He loves you so much. And then I could share that with him. And we also shared a lot the gospel uh, on the beach and everywhere. And there's one, this guy, Lucindo. We were walking and giving the cards. And then he's like, I, I, I came here to drop my girlfriend, but I don't want to stay here. Can we walk with you? And then he started walking with us, and we shared the gospel. And he's kind of like, doesn't know where he is in, in his faith. And we pray with him, and I, I have his number too, and I hope we can continue the conversation. And the last one I want to share is, I don't know if you, see, if you saw in the video, a lot of people with like headphones and on a table. So there was something called CSR. So if you call the hotline number, uh, a lot of people would be there and answering the phones. It was very like cool. So the navigator, that was Lena's job, she would receive the location and in the app and connect to Google Maps or something and go pick the person. So I, I did that three times, so I was there answering the phone. But also we, we had on the screen a Twitter wall with the hashtag, and then it was so great because I would answer the call, we would answer the call, and then like five minutes, 10 minutes later, we would see the name of the person there, like, pray for us because we just picked up, like, I don't know, uh, Henry, and we are, and he's answering and he's uh, enjoying the conversation and he accepted Jesus. So we could see all the way, you know, from taking the call to the person to be in the van and like uh, finding Jesus. So it was so great. Uh, one of the things that we heard is if you go on a mission trip and you come back and you're not missional, something is wrong. So my faith was really um, like busted to, to see, boosted, I don't know, boosted, boosted, to see, <laughs> sorry, to see the church alive. You know, it was like 500 young adults, college students for which the gospel still makes sense. Jesus is still worthy of our life, of our time, of our energy and to be there and to see God moving in South Padre. And God is alive, God is good, God is powerful, and He's still moving, and it's so great. And that's, I think that's the mandate of the gathering, you know, to demonstrate the gospel, to share the gospel. Here in Viridian, wherever we go, uh, and to share the love of Jesus Christ. And we can't do that by ourselves, because it's overwhelming, but we can through the power of God, and we, we get there through prayer and spending time with the Lord in the Word. So it was awesome. Thank you so much, and we're going to hear from Lina now about the importance of prayer. Thank you. Yeah, first of all, this week was amazing. So 
I learned a lot about myself, about others, and the power of prayer. And yeah, prayer is one of the most powerful weapons God has given us. And I want to talk a little bit about that because I could definitely see the power of prayer in that week. Um, I have a story in Mark 9. And it's the story where a man is going with his son. His son is demon-possessed to Jesus and asks if um, Jesus can heal him. And he's asking, if you can, heal him. And what was Jesus' response? If I can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. And I made this my statement of the week. Anything is possible if a person believes. Um, I had the story where, so I was the navigator, how Gabriel told you. And that mean, uh, means I got the information where to pick up the person and where to go. And so we picked up um, a group of four two guys, two girls, and I was sitting always in the front with the driver, next to the driver, and the persons in the back were talking to the people that were in the van and having conversation with them. And this one guy had an awesome conversation with one of the guys, um, but the other guy was completely against the conversation. and was like, I want to leave the van, I want to stop. Um, so our um, driver was praying, Psalm 68, Verse 1, may God arise, may his enemy, enemies be scattered. Um, and guess what happened? The guy that was so against this conversation fell asleep, fell asleep. So the guy from our beach reaches could have the gospel conversation with the other guy because the guy that was so against the conversation just fell asleep as we prayed, may God arise, may his enemies be scattered. So that was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And that was not the only situation where I could see um, my prayers has been answered. Um, I was one day with Ryan at the beach, and we handed out these hotline cards. Here, one for you, one for you, one for you. And then we just had one card left. So I was praying, oh God, that's a great opportunity to talk to people, say, hey, we have free van rides, but what are we doing if we don't have cards left? So I was praying, hey God, we just have one card left. So please let not, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> let not us ask someone, let someone ask us something, that we can start the conversation, but the person asks us and not we don't, we have to go to someone. And guess what happened? Someone asked us, hey, can you take a picture of us? Yes, we can. <laughs> so um, we, or we took a picture of the, it was an older couple, so it was not completely our intention to talk to them, but um, we found out that they are Christians, and we told what we're doing, and they were so amazed by, by, uh, by what we're doing, so that they said, hey, we keep you in our prayers. We will pray the rest of the week for you. Um, us. And so God is good and prayer is powerful. And if we believe, anything is possible. I love that story of, of God just putting that dude to sleep. <laughs> just like choke a hold. Got him. It's so funny. When I heard that story, I was just busted out laughing and 
and the, uh, the other guys were so pumped about it. Um, so in my role during this week, I thought I would, honestly, I thought I would be playing a little bit more of a, a role on, on the ground, but uh, being the team leader, and uh, we joined in with West Texas A&M, um, and they were a team about 35, and, and with us, along with the team from Midland, made them about 40, just over 40 people. And then, so there was two girls kind of leading WT, and I got added to the leadership of WT, the gathering, and the Midland team. And so I got the opportunity to speak to a whole bunch of college students and, and encourage them and, and, uh, and just bless them and, and all that. And it was really fun. And while these guys were out passing out those hotline cards, uh, I got to have the pleasure of being in leadership meetings. And so that was, that was difficult, to be honest. Uh, it was tough because uh, I, I wanted that experience that I experienced, you know, six, seven years ago of going and meeting the spring breakers and trying to turn conversations and stuff like that. Um, as well as one of my other roles was I was actually one of the drivers as well of the vans. So uh, a lot of late nights uh, driving five hours straight on a two-mile uh, two strip of land back and forth um, until, you know, three or four in the morning um, is actually a whole lot of fun. <laughs> And it's just uh, super exciting, just never knowing what, what conversation or the people that's going to be in your, in your van and having the opportunity to pray while you're driving and, and listening, keeping an ear out to, for the conversations. And, and uh, if they're having really great conversations, you know, passing the place a couple times and then saying, hey, isn't that our stop back there? It's like, oh, oh, sorry, I missed that. I didn't know where we were. <laughs> Little... At least it's a free ride, right? So it's not Uber. But I wanted to talk about uh, the opportunities that, we, that we're given, um, that the Lord provides for us. And, uh, and I wanted to t tell you, uh, you guys kind of saw there in the video when um, we were crossing over a causeway, a bridge that, that goes over into Padre Island and and at that moment, every time that I've been, and even this year, it's kind of a, a, an overwhelming moment because you're coming in, in over this big bridge and you see the entire island, all these tall buildings and such. And it's kind of an overwhelm, overwhelming moment because you kind of see the gravity, kind of feel the gravity of what you're going into. And you see that, man, there's about to be, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 uh, college students flood this island. Um, and it's kind of a, what hope do I have? in this moment, like what hope do we have? We're, um, and, then, and then I'm reminded of different stories in the Bible when we remember back of what God did for the Israelites and, uh, and for the people who were outnumbered by their enemies and how, how many times God provides for them. And I'm reminded of, of a story, and this guy has to be one of my favorite characters in the Bible, and his name's Ananias. And, uh, and we're gonna pick up uh, Ananias' story in Acts chapter 9, and it's uh, verses 10 to 19, if you want to open up or just read on the screen with me. It says, Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, 
and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting, in his, hand, putting in his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and, children, and the children of Israel, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on, on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Um, I just, I, I'm, I'm amazed at this story because Ananias at the time is going, he gets this call from God to go and speak to the most dangerous uh, man that they could have encountered. Uh, Saul was persecuting, stoning people, um, and persecuting them in different ways, um, and yet God blinds Saul on the road to Damascus, and he's kind of kept up in a house, and Ananias gets his call on the other side of town to go meet with him, and so Ananias, at first he questions it, he's like, Lord, I don't know if this is what you're actually asking me to do, in the same way when we're going across that bridge, I'm kind of questioning, like, Lord, I don't know, do, do we have a hope? Is there hope in this? There's so much darkness in this, on this island that we're about to encounter. Um, what hope do we have to swing the tide? And, uh, and, and God says, go. And, and when we answer that call to go, it's, it's remembering. And I believe that Ananias at that time was remembering all the things that God had done and that he had seen God do. Um, and, and you see that God is faithful with Ananias and what he does as he lays his hand on, on Saul, the scales from, fall from his eyes, and he receives his sight again. And I love that at the end of that passage, it says that um, then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. And I can only imagine what that conversation would have been like. Um, but spending some days, I'm sure they were talking about like what Jesus was like and describing the man that Saul had, had come into an encounter with. Um, and in the same way, us being on vans, man, we had some, some pretty crazy people. We had van rides where there were no conversations about Jesus had. We just talked about basketball or sports or um, how much fun they're having this week. And then we just kind of in the conversation with, hey, can we pray for you guys and pray for your safety in this week? And that's, that's it, right? Man, it's that whole thing that Gabriel's talking about of just planting a seed and, and not having that burden that, it's all about us, or that it's all gonna, the weight falls on us, but it's actually the seeds that we plant, like we just plant the seeds and God does the rest, right? And so sometimes there's a time of, uh, of sowing into the harvest field, and sometimes there's a time of reaping and harvesting from the harvest field. Um, and one of, one of the passages that, that um, so they have church service essentially every night on the island for all of us students. Uh, we do worship, and, and one of the guys does a preach. And uh, Buddy 
Young is the guy who founded Beach Reach. Uh, 39, this was the 39th year. Um, and so he's been doing it for a, a very long time. And he talked about the harvest field and, um, and this idea that uh, in, the past, in, this, in the scripture, it talks about God's harvest field and the workers are few, but the harvest is very much. And when you look at it, it's the Father's harvest field. And when we look at South Padre Island, this, was my, this is my dad's harvest field. And what, how do we act when we walk onto a property that our father owns? We, we act like we own the place too, right? We pop open the fridge. We look at what we want. We pull out what we want, milk, cereal, cheese, whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, but we just we act like we own the place, right? And so with that, is, it was just restoring this confidence and this boldness within us that as we go out into the vans and as we have these opportunities to share the gospel, how much uh, confidence we, that we should have, knowing that this is God's harvest field and that he's set up so many people to receive his love and that all we have to do is just plant a seed. And so I just want to encourage you guys in the same way that, you know, this is God's harvest field out here. Viridian is God's harvest field. All we have to do is just be faithful and plant the seeds. And, uh, and even being on the beach and me and Lena were kind of going back and forth with the cards, like, should we use the cards? Most people have heard about us. I don't know. And people would say, we've already heard the cards. Pre uh, we've already heard about the van rides. Like, that's fine. Leave us alone. We're going to party. And, uh, and there were some guys that we stopped, and, we're, and, uh, and I was like, have you heard about the van rides? And they're like, we've already heard about the van rides. And I was like, well, while I have you here, the guy rolls his eyes. I'm like, look, dude, I've just come from the beach. There's nothing happening right now, to be honest. Uh, just give me a couple minutes of your time, man. Let me pray for you. What do you got going on in your life that you need prayer for? And so it just kind of showed us, like, sometimes we just got to be super bold and just go for it. And, uh, and you know, talking to, pe talking to people in the supermarket or the convenience store, uh, getting stocked up before we head out on a, on a run, um, you know, talking to the spring break guy saying, hey, I'm just kind of on the last hurrah before I, uh, before I ship out to Jordan on a, on a mission and talking about how hot the ladies are around here and, and all sorts. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm not on, I'm not here for that. Um, and just kind of saying, you know, at the end of the conversation, hey, man, look, I'm a Christian. I don't know where you are with God, but is, is there any way that I can pray for you? Is that all right? And, you know, his countenance completely shifting like, oh, all right, yeah, cool, man, for sure. And just praying for him right there in the line of the checkout in a convenience store kind of re-shifted my own mindset and saying like, man, why am I not doing this at home? And just saying like, okay, just because I'm, pu I'm pushing in for this week and saying I I'm probably never going to see most of these students ever again, um, you know, why not go do this at home where I might have the opportunity to see somebody again, and if they see me, they'll know what I stand for, and they'll, they'll know what I'm about. And, uh, and so I just want to end with a funny, funny story, because uh, JJ asked me to end on a joke, but I don't really do good at jokes. But, uh, but this was our, our last van ride of the, of the week, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Me and Lena were on the same team. She was my navigator at times as well. And, uh, well, Lena, she, when we first arrived, she didn't, she didn't want to be navigator anymore, but I'd already put it forward, uh, to everybody. So I was like, you're stuck with it. 
Um, you can train somebody else if you want to get out of it. But So she did the training, and she ended up loving it and being like the best navigator, and everybody thought she was so sweet. She would call the people saying, hello, I'm Lena. I'm with the Beach Reach. Just want to let you know that we're on our way. We're about two and a half minutes out. And, and they'd be like, okay, have a, have a fantastic night. Bye. And uh, anyway, so, we, so we're, we're fishing after our shift ends, and it's, uh, it's about 11, 1130 at night. Um, and we're just picking people up off the street. Hey, you guys need a ride? Yeah, man, we've been trying to call the hotline, but awesome, we'll take a ride. So we're picking people, going back and forth. And out of nowhere, this guy catches my, uh, catches my eye, and he's, just wearing, he's wearing his bed sheet. And I'm like, we got to pick up Betsy guy. <laughs> so, so we take the people that were, that's in our van to their hotel, and it's like, all right, let's beeline it back. Let's try to find this guy. Can't find him anywhere. Get back to the other side of the island. Well, let's pick someone else up. Pick up another group. Ship them back to the uh, south side of the island. And lo and behold, we see Betsy guy again. And he's got his sunglasses on, and it's super late at night, and it's just this white sheet and towels. And I'm like, dang it, we got we to gotta find this guy. Let's hurry up. Let's drop these people off. Dropping people off, go back again. And, uh, and we're like, all right, come on. We got to find bedsheet guy. So we take off driving. We pull up off the side of the road where we think he's at. Get out of the van. We're looking up and down the street. Where's he at? We can't, can't find him. Get, hop in the van. Keep driving. Boom. There's bedsheet guy on the other side of the road. Pull a Yui. And, uh, and we pull up next to him. We're like, hey, hey man, uh, do you need a ride? And he's like, I'm going the other way. I was like, hey, we can turn around. And he's like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll get a ride. So he hops in the van. And all, the team, just before we picked him up, they were like, I don't know, this guy seems kind of scary, real super sketchy. He's just wearing a bed sheet. This is weird. And, and so we pray before we pick him up. But we picked this guy up, and he's like the sweetest guy ever, right? And uh, he's, he's weird. But... He, <laughs> But he was wearing a, he was wearing a bed sheet because he was out on the beach and he got sunburned so bad um, that his skin was peeling off and it was just awful, right? Um, so all he could wear was was a bed sheet, and uh, so he's riding in our van and we're taking him up by his hotel. We park the van and we're just having a really good conversation, just figuring out who he is, what is what, why he's there, and we find out that his mom had just recently passed away, and so he and his dad were there just kind of trying to get away and just relax a little bit uh, since the passing of his mom and, uh, and found out that his, him and his dad had a little spat and his dad flew back home and he's just kind of, he'd been there for like 10 days um, and just hanging out, partying, just trying to figure out himself. And he said he was a Christian, um, but he's also, you know, dabbling in some other weird Egyptian mythology stuff. Um, but then out of nowhere, he pulls out this little hermit crab and sets it on the seat. And he's like, this is my little hermit crab. And Lena freaks out. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're hanging out, me, us in the front are hanging out, playing with this hermit crab, this random thing. And, uh, and while the, the guy in the back has the opportunity to share with the gospel with this guy, and, uh, he didn't come to faith in the moment or kind of you know, renew his faith or anything like that, but it's just this really fun, sweet moment that we spent with this guy, um, and uh, it's it just really sweet. I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about it, but it's just really nice. 
a fun moment to end the week on. Um, but we had opportunities to speak with people even from Liberty University that, that were down there and people who were just dealing with so much stuff in their lives and they don't really know what to deal with it, how to deal with it. And, um, and even the girl that Gabriel mentioned that he'd helped out with the baby wipes and sanitizer, um, we find out might be a, a victim of, of sex trafficking. Um, and so that stuff is very real and prevalent. And uh, my co-driver, the other guy that I was driving with, um, ended up filing a police report um, with the, for the girl um, because she's lost and we don't know where she's at anymore. Uh, one of the students has her number and right now we're actually still praying that she contacts us um, so that we can help her, but we just don't know. And that's, so that's the very real darkness that we're dealing with down there. And, you know, people j running out in front of the van and having to stop and throw our brakes on, and they don't even look, you know. Or uh, we had a girl jump out in, the in front of the van and just be like, like, hey, and smiling at us. And, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, I almost hit you. Um, and uh, it was, it, I might have used another word, not a cuss word, but some people were just being dumb. And, uh, and, I, and sometimes that's just what alcohol does, right? And so it's very, you know, it, it made me think about, you know, how, do I, how am I representing my life um, in the world around me and here, especially in Viridian, um, and especially being a youth pastor, and, you know, what am I representing when I walk out and, and when I hang out with people? And so, um, I... I, I you know, it's one of those things that I don't want this to be a down thing. I, I, we had a fun trip. We hope that we can do it again. And, uh, and I know Mike, I'm going to throw his name out there. He said, man, I wish I could go. I'd love to be down there. Um, well, we could always use more drivers. And so um, just throwing it out there, Mike, maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> we got a few of them down there, so. Um, but I'm just going to wrap us up with, with, with a quick prayer. Yeah, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day, Father. I thank you for uh, the, just the, your beauty and creation and what you've done um, in this place, Father. I thank, you that, I thank you for the opportunity that we had to go and share your love, Father, to share your gospel with so many people. Father, just, uh, just, just seeing how you move, Father, that prayer... Uh, is real, and God, that you are real, and that you're very present and, re and, and, and here in this place today. Father, you didn't just create the world and, and then just take a step back and just leave us to our own devices, but Father, you're still here. You still work in our lives. So Father, I thank you so much for that. Um, and just really quickly, while your heads are bowed and eyes, eyes are closed, I just want to ask you guys just um, if, if, if this is encouraging to you guys and you feel like you want to be um, a light to those around you and you kind of want to be a little bit more intentional um, in how you live out your faith, I just want to encourage you guys just to lift up a hand and I just want to pray for you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so Father, I just pray for those who, who, um, who've had their, their hands lifted up, Father. I just pray that you would just work in their lives, Father. Give them opportunities, Father, that you would open their eyes to see where you're moving, Father, that you would open their ears to, to hear the words that you want to speak to the world around us, Father, to that person, to the clerk uh, at Tom Thumb, Father, to, to the person who's bagging the groceries, Father, to the person behind the counter at the, at the gas station, 
Father, to the person who's in the cubicle next to them. Father, to the, um, to the person they're playing on the golf course with. Father, I just pray that you would provide opportunities for us to share your love here. Father, in a very real way. Lord, that when we can just very simply just ask, just offer, offer a prayer, uh, just offer a blessing, and that people would be open to that. Father, your word says that you go before us. And so, Father, I pray that you would go before us, Lord, that you would go and, and, uh, and prepare the hearts for those that we'll encounter. Father, that we can love them and love them well. And Father, your word says that you're in the midst of us. Father, help us to know that in those moments that you are with us, Father, and to remember that you, uh, you speak to us in those moments. So would you still our hearts to listen to what you have to say to us? And Father, your word says that you go behind us as well. Father, you cover our backs. So Father, I pray it. Uh, protection over this congregation, Father, as we go out and share your love, Lord, that, uh, that the enemy, that God would arise and the enemies would scatter. And Father, that um, we would know that you have our backs. Father, we thank you so much for the work that you're doing in this neighborhood and, and the work that you're doing in each one of our lives. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.